Welcome to the Intercut Podcast, the weekly show going over the best of TV, movies, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, I keep getting older, movie star brackets keep getting older too, it's Arturo Zurita. Uh, I think one of our most well-received ones has been the movie star bracket. It's always a blast to see people... not even argue about the bracket itself when it begins, but pre just choosing who to get on there. I think it's always the, it's always like the that's the part we get more nervous of. This is easy now. It was actually making yeah. the list. That's like uh, a little nerve wracking, but uh, I'm excited to be here. And of course, we need to bring somebody who knows movies just as well, who's seen a yeah. bunch of these actors as well. Uh, Elliot from Movie Files. What is going on, guys? It is always a, a blast, a pleasure to be on these uh, discussions with you all, and I'm excited to dive deep into this bracket because it is like a, it's an all-star, man. These are the the elite of the elite as far as actors go. Yes, sir. Exactly. A, a lot of times we do best director or best film from a director brackets mm-hmm. or even kind of like genre brackets and stuff like that. And this, it's a little bit different because we're judging like the length of a career or mm-hmm. uh, maybe like a snapshot in a point in people's careers and a lot of this is like even more subjective i think than the movie brackets where it's kind of easier to know well okay these are of course are like the classic wes anderson movies those should obviously go to the finals of the bracket best movie starts it's a little bit subjective there's going to be some people who have like strong biases one way or the other and even for some of the people as art mentioned that we left off of our list but uh before we talk about the people who did get on and didn't get on and who might be the best movie star in their 40s i think we got to start out with just talking about what does the best movie star mean we, we did this when we did our best movie stars under 30 we did this when we talked about best movie stars in their 30s but it's a phrase that is an has an evolving meaning as the media landscape changes like before we got on, Art was talking about how it used to be a huge deal when Jennifer Aniston, coming off of Friends, made the jump from TV to film. George Clooney, another person who started out in ER and then left TV behind. And in the year 2022, it's a lot blurrier of yeah. a landscape. So, Art, what does the best movie star moniker mean to you? Uh, it's someone who will literally get you out of the theater or out to the theater. There are a lot of yeah. uh, stars out there that can get you to invest your time if you're at home, but there's a difference when you're able to leave the your own house to go see this movie. You were mentioning those two stars. That was seen as an upgrade to get into movies, like a literal upgrade. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like a lot of movie actors are upgrading to get into TV miniseries. Um, <laughs> I still believe that there is a difference there because, again, that's something you could watch in the comfort of your own home. And we've seen the split between streaming, something being available at home, something being available in theaters, will people still uh, be willing to leave the house? And if the person can fit that, if the person, as we see, has a consistent output within the last half decade, to me, that is what's considered a movie star, someone you would want to invest in. Because I would say uh, Reggie, right, from uh, Bridgerton, he would Mm -hmm. be a huge streaming star. How'd the great man do? And no offense to him, right? But he's like, he's that that jump isn't like what it used to be. So right. to me, it has to be someone who's consistently been able to showcase that they can open a movie theatrically uh, and get butts and seats. 
Is it Reggie or is it Renee? I for- Renee, forget his full bad. name. Yeah, Renee. I've never right. seen Bridgerton. Neither, <laughs> either. <laughs> so it makes it a little bit harder. But, yeah. uh, but you got you. We know who you're talking about. Elliot, yeah, how about you? This is your first time joining us for a movie stars bracket. Yeah. So what is it to you? Like, what are you looking for when crowning the best movie star? Man, that's a that's a, uh, a loaded question there because, you know, obviously it kind of that debate with the TV discussion. But, you know, back in the day, um, you know, the, the star was what brought the people into the theater. But now I think that has shifted nope. with the IP being more of the bigger draw, uh, a la what Marvel's been doing with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not, not people aren't going to see Tom Holland as Spider-Man. They're going to see Spider-Man and who's going to be in the suit. Sure, we'll, we'll enjoy that and maybe grow to love that actor. But as far as it goes for me, I look at these superstars very similar to like I look at sports athletes. It's what, what do they bring to the table? Is it, do mm-hmm. they make the, 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 the script better? Do they make their supporting cast better? Do they make maybe an up-and-coming director look a little bit more better and more refined than they may actually be? So it's bringing that to the table. It's what's their social media presence? Do they have, can they pitch a film or can they sell a film via their social media? Like, you know, one person's not on the list because they're little bit older is like the rock he is like he marked yeah. his own movies mm. he's he's a draw uh ryan reynolds who we'll get into a little bit later so all those things take into account and also uh likability do people actually like these people <laughs> do they support mm-hmm. what they do <laughs> on again a social media platform or a television career and, and things of that nature how diverse are they versus you know are they just a movie star or are they on tv so it's it's a lot that goes into this stuff but i think the biggest thing is what do they bring to the table and do they make others around them uh, a little bit better? I like the comparison to athletes. We're looking for the MVP, the person who's really put in the movie over the finish line in one way or another. I think for me, I've brought this up on our previous ones, but it's an expectation not just of success and uh, lots of money potentially being earned at the box office, but also an expectation of quality. When you go see this movie, you have some sort of hope that it's going to be good based on their previous work. And for me, I think ultimately the person who is the best movie star is whoever's able to balance both halves of that equation, right? The movie will get made and it will get made well if this person attaches their name to it. So uh, I'm, I'm, Excited to dive into it and see who we think, but there are plenty of actors who we considered that ultimately did not make the cut uh, before you think that we weren't thinking of them. Going to mention a few that were just on the outer reaches of the age range, because some people are just on the cusp. And particularly if you look at the people who are 38 and 39 years old, I think the people in this bracket are pretty lucky that we're not doing this two years into the future. Because the 38-year-olds are Adam Driver, Aubrey Plaza, John David Washington, Olivia Wilde, Steve Yun, Jonah Hill, Jesse Eisenberg, Donald Glover, and Tessa Thompson. While the 39-year-olds are Riz Ahmed, Emily Blunt, Anne Hathaway, Lupita Nyong'o, Henry Cavill, Andrew Garfield, and Chris Hemsworth. It would have been a pretty tough bracket if we had to throw all those names in on top of the ones we've already got. Some heavy hitters. Yeah. Uh, even more heavy hitters if we go to the people who are just too old. Mark Wahlberg, Ewan McGregor, Matt Damon, Jennifer Connelly, Jeremy Renner, Sandra Oh, John Hamm, Paul Bettany, Regina King, and Regina Hall, and Ethan Hawke are 51. And just missing the cut, as Elliot mentioned earlier, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is 50. John Thank Cho goodness. is 50. <laughs> 
Leslie Mann just turned 50, wow. and Cameron Diaz and Idris Elba are actually both 49, but by the time you all hear this bracket, August 30th, Cameron Diaz turns 50, and Idris Elba, recent star of Beast, inspiring this bracket, he turns 50 on September 6th. Wow. So uh, they are also just outside of our range. But anyway... <laughs> The man really made it to number one, punching a CGI lion, so he could definitely open up the box office. <laughs> Black so. Superman, baby. Hell yeah, exactly. dude. So I'm glad a lot of these are off. I kept having to check, is Dwayne over 50? <laughs> Every single time we touch this bracket, so. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, D- Dwayne might be a heavy hitter on next the next bracket yeah. we do, but not, he's off of this one at fair. least. All right, who do we miss out? <laughs> who do we miss out on here? Cause it's All right, let's talk so- about who didn't make the cut. Who wasn't good enough, and Elliot hasn't was not involved in this process, so he has every right to he has every right to yell at us for when we don't uh, put these people on. But let's start with the forty-year-olds. They are Seth Rogen, Constance Wu, Ruth Nega, Boyd Holbrook, Jamie Dornan, David Diggs, and Jennifer Hudson. I was a little upset we didn't get Seth Rogen on there, but he's been doing less recently. 41 years old, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Elijah Wood, Josh Gad, Ben Foster, Leslie Odom Jr., Tom Hiddleston, and Zachary Levi. Those last two were were pretty on tough cuts. On the list cuts. at some yeah. point, yeah. Yeah, both of them on the bracket at some point did not make it in the end. 42 years old, John Krasinski, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Jason Siegel, Tiffany Haddish, Catherine Waterston, Olivia Munn, Kristen Bell, Ava Green, Rebel Wilson, and Chris Pine. It's a tough bracket. You got to look at the names that are on it before you get too mad at us. 43 years old, Andy Samberg, Anthony (laughs) Mackey, Aaron Paul, and James McAvoy. Maybe it would be a different scenario if we're doing this after the release of Captain America 4, but Mm -hmm. for now... Anthony Mackie, not on there. 44 years old, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Zoe Saldana, Michelle Rodriguez, Jake Johnson, Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail was another one of our, the inner cuties really debated on the us on that and really wanted him on there. But one of our last, last cuts, along with John Cena, who's 45 years old, also 45, Chuetzalogia 4, and John Bernthal. 46 years old, Marion Cotillard, Charlie Day, Michael Pena, Cillian Murphy, Serling K. Brown, Sam Worthington, David Oyelowo, Jason Sudeikis, and Alexander Skarsgård. Just the 46-year-olds. That's that's a tough group there. That's going to be a bracket uh, on a song. That, right. I'm going to say Zoe Zeldana, part of the two biggest films of all time. <laughs> right. And will be a part of another bigger one later this year. Yeah. Uh, 47, Sarah Paulson, Judy Greer, Tobey Maguire, David Harbour. 48, Elizabeth Banks, James Marsden, Kristen Wiig, Angelina Jolie. And 49, Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, Thandiway Newton, Patrick Wilson, and Adrian Brody. Elliot, who is the the biggest... The biggest snub from all the people that did not get onto our bracket there. I mentioned Zoe Zeldana. She, I mean, yeah, again, whether it's obviously Avatar, Guardians, uh, the Avengers films. uh, But again, I don't know if people are necessarily, and no disrespect to her because I think she's fantastic. But I don't know if people Mm -hmm. are actually going to see those films because Zoe Zeldana is in those. Angelina Jolie, that's a tough one, man. Not only is she uh, great in front of the camera, but also we know she does her work behind the camera. And who knows, maybe this new relationship with Marvel, with Thena and the Eternals might kind of 
bring Maybe. back the conversation that she is a star because I mean it was a time from Salt and uh, Wanted and and all those big blockbuster names. Uh, obviously, Mr. Tomb Smith. Raider. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, so yeah, she yeah. has a legacy behind her, but I know she was off the map for a while, so I think, That's again, the thing. Marvel might bring her back to that forefront. Yeah, like, she is obviously, like, one of the iconic faces of film, yeah. but she's sort of had separate interests over the last yeah. decade or so, and has only, like, dipped a toe in here and there. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's gonna get a little bit more uh, active as she does some Marvel films, and as her children are now growing older, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, she's just not as frequently on our big screens as we'd like in order to get into this bracket. Uh, I think that's a great point you mentioned on Zoe Saldana and one that we're going to have to remember as we get into the actual bracket that just because somebody was in a bunch of big name movies in, in movies that made a huge amount of money doesn't necessarily mean that it's because of them specifically and valuing the draw of is it the movie star or is it the IP? IP is yeah. it a balance of them? Um, Zoe Saldana the, definitely a huge star and used to do a lot more stuff and now now it seems like maybe in the last five years has done less although maybe avatar way of the water is gonna gonna oh, yeah. bring her back in a big way She's been underwater we'll for the last decade with uh, james cameron <laughs> exactly with james cameron yeah. <laughs> all Try right so Murphy. yeah exactly yeah, we did this one. bracket <laughs> next year after oppenheimer who knows with Killian oh, Murphy. You know there's going to be Oppenheimer fans watching this June, July 17th going back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In just a bit, we're going to talk about actors who are 43, 44, and maybe even 45 years old, too. But you'll have to just list, keep listening to find out. First, make sure you're subscribed to the Intercut Podcast, either the video podcast on YouTube.com slash IntercutPod or the audio version available on most podcatchers. Also, follow Intercut on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are at IntercutPod. That's IntercutPod, and that's short for podcast. We're also IntercutPod on Patreon, where you can support the show for as little as $1 a month. And be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. When you do, it makes me happier than going on vacation. And I'm going to be doing that soon, so there's a way to make me even happier than that. Just leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's, it's not that doesn't take that much time, and we really appreciate it. Anyway, Guys, we're talking about the best movie star in their 40s. Let's, let's not delay the point anymore. Let's get right into the bracket. We have matched people up by age, starting with the youngest two and going all the way to the oldest two. And we start out with a couple faces of horror recently. Some of the best people at communicating trauma Elizabeth Moss and Rebecca Hall. In the past few years, Elizabeth Moss has been in films like The Old Man and the Gun, Her Smell, Us, The Kitchen, Shirley, and The Invisible Man, while Rebecca Hall, maybe a little bit more uh, sparse with Holmes and Watson, A Rainy Day in New York, one of the last Woody Allen movies, uh, then, then The Night House, Godzilla vs. Kong, and Resurrection, just on an absolute run in the last two years, Plus, she made her directorial debut with Passing, although she didn't star in it. Art, let me go to you first. Between Elizabeth and Rebecca, who is the better movie star? Look, this one's tough here because these are some of the best actresses, in my opinion, that we have working today. Uh, and they also kind of signify the idea that 
we're not just looking at big box office movies. They're killing the indie game. There's they're opening mm-hmm. up these movies in art house theaters. They're selling them out at film festivals, and these two are always at the forefront of that. But I think Rebecca Hall is just edging it out more. Every Ooh. single time we go to Sundance, we know whose movie we want to watch. Every single time that that movie comes out in theaters, I want to watch it again. In the theater. Nighthouse. Watching that uh, from a screener link would not have been the same watching that in the theater because it actually felt like that creepy figure was around you. She's been able to find really good projects where she's able to showcase herself as the lead and always has had a very very memorable moment in every single one of her movies, including recently with Resurrection. That does not take anything away from Elizabeth Moss. Not a single thing. I love Shirley. I love a lot of the movies that she's in. I think if this was TV... She would have mopped it. But for movies, mm. Rebecca Hall's in a, in a film. I'm going to be there to support her. Shout out Godzilla vs. Kong. She was great. <laughs> Kong bows to no one. <laughs> Elliot, do you, uh, do you bow Ooh, to Rebecca man. Hall or Elizabeth Moss? This is a, a, a great kicking off point here because there are two, uh, like you all said, great in their genre films. And uh, yes, two arts last point as far as that TV discussion. Which actually gives me a little bit of a push towards Elizabeth Moss because I know that she, a lot of people Ooh. might know her more from Handmaid's Tale and more recently on Apple TV Plus. So I wonder if the household name conversation might go to Elizabeth because mm. people might be more familiar with her work because of her being on TV and being on a small a screen point. versus big screen. But going back to Superstar, I think studios look at Rebecca Hall as we've seen whether she's worked with Marvel, which I think her role was very underutilized in Iron Man 3, uh, but even more recently with Godzilla vs. Kong, and maybe she'll be, I don't know if she's confirmed to be back in the, the next one with Adam Win- uh, Winhart, but I'm going to give the slight edge to Rebecca oh, Hall, just because I do think, again, studios go gravitate towards her. Again, a Marvel project she has under her belt, the big uh, CGI fest with Godzilla vs. Kong. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Rebecca for the slight win on this one. Interesting. I, I personally would have gone Elizabeth here just because it. she's also been on a pretty great run. I mean, one of the things that we're talking about that Rebecca has been so good with is these indie movies where you really see her just act through the room, you know what I mean? Like she, she just dominates the scenes. Resurrection is probably the best performance I've seen all year, but that's a crown that was Elizabeth Moss's like year after year. People thought like the Invisible Man she was so good in, like maybe should have even been considered for an Oscar. Uh, like Shirley she's amazing in, her smell she's amazing in, even popping up in Us, she's got that genre corner too. She also is that queen of TV, but you know, I guess here it's maybe a little bit of a of a handicap rather than a than a benefit. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not. I have no issue with Rebecca Hall, who's great. But I would have got Elizabeth Moss. So two to one, Rebecca Hall over Elizabeth Moss in our first matchup. Let's take the next one to Eddie Redmayne versus Chris Evans. Eddie Redmayne, of course has been in the Fantastic Beasts movies, both Crimes of Grindelwald and Secrets of Dumbledore more recently. He did The Trial of Chicago 7, and he did The Aeronauts. It's been a few years since he won that Oscar for The Theory of Everything and then nominated for The Danish Girl in the following year. He will be back later this year in The Good Nurse alongside Jessica Chastain. Mm. Chris Evans, though, huge box office draw in both Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, (sighs) showing up in Knives Out, voicing Lightyear in Lightyear, and, of course, Netflix is the gray man. Plus, he's... 
the kind of movie star who has cameos in big movies like yes, Free Guy and Don't Look Up. Are either of you guys going to go for Eddie Redmayne here, or is this Chris Evans' easy? Elliot. <laughs> hey, man. America's ass, man. This is uh, Chris Evans' uh, easy win for this one. Uh, again, I think it's, it's interesting, though, because I think Chris Evans wants to be, he's transitioning more to that Eddie Redmayne kind of prestige, wants to be known to, for yeah. the more, you know, Oscar-winning type of roles. Uh, but mm-hmm. as far as, again, superstars are concerned, who brings people into the seats? Disney obviously has a relationship that's already been established with Chris Evans. Uh, I think this one's a pretty easy win for uh, Mr. Chris Evans on this one. Nice. I'm going Chris as well. Zach, if you had that clip from Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending or whatever that movie was called where he just goes, no, <laughs> just put that in there and give it to give it yeah. to Evans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddie Redmayne, decent movie star, but Chris Evans, he was Captain America for a long time. That's one of the yeah. biggest movie stars on the planet. And, mm-hmm. and also a pretty decent actor. Very yeah. good at Knives Out. All right, let's go to Natalie Portman versus Rami Malek. Natalie Portman, of course, was in Annihilation and Vox Lux and Lucy in the Sky and Thor Love and Thunder more recently. And she's an Oscar winner for Black Swan about 12 years ago, but she's also been nominated three times with nominations for Closer and Jackie. Rami Malek, also an Oscar winner for Bohemian Rhapsody, and his past two years have been in Bohemian Rhapsody. He was a voice in Doolittle. He was in The Little Things and the villain in No Time to Die. He's also about to be in David O. Russell's Amsterdam, and he's got a role in Chris Nolan's Oppenheimer. So a little more upcoming from Rami Malek. Natalie is definitely the bigger all-time star. Like, her, her... Name is attached to more legacy properties in Hollywood and, and maybe etched into the history books a little bit darker than Rami Malek's was. But right now, Elliot, who is the best movie star? Ooh, um, Again, I think you brought up a great point as far as Rami being currently in the, in the zeitgeist. But, you know, with her return back to the MCU, which I know a lot of people love, like myself, I thought she was probably the highlight of Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, and, and not to get into spoiler territory, but I think there's still maybe maybe a couple more opportunities for her to reappear to again mm-hmm. establish herself into the, the zeitgeist of everyone's conversation because like you all said the legacy from she's been acting since he was a kid and, and the professional and obviously we know her her stint in the time in the star wars universe and now in the mcu universe so i think again household name brand presence uh recognition brand recognition i think natalie's going to take the w for this one but rami he's he's again he's building his resume and has the mm-hmm. biggest uh you know biopic uh box office of of all time with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and of course working with uh, 007 but I'm going to go with Natalie on this one how about you Art I needed my coffee right here for for this one I love <laughs> Rami I, I hate when when you discuss Rami and, and he's got really passionate fans and people think you're against them I, I, I've mm-hmm. loved Rami since Mr. Robot and a lot of the tiny yep. roles that he's done I've need for really, speed Right. If we're answering <laughs> for answering little things like I, I have followed a lot of his little tiny independent films as well, I am Short always out 12. there look, looking for stuff. Oof, you know, like, I was thinking even the more obscure ones. He has this one where he's like playing a version of Jonah. It, I love Rami Malek, <laughs> but Natalie Portman's a professional. You know, when it comes to mm. the Oscar nom that both of these individuals have got, one, it's been what a decade for Nats. It's aged better than mm. Rami's for many people already. You know, I I am a big mm-hmm. fan of Vox Lux. I love Annihilation. 
I'm not yeah. even a fan of Thor 4, but I have to pay my respects to the fact that that movie made a lot more money than I thought it was going to make. People resonated with something in that. So that's what a movie star does, that regardless of how you end up even feeling about the final product, what were they able to bring to the table? And even with that miss, for me, everything else just hits for Nat. I'm going Natalie Portman, easily. Yeah, I mean, Rami Malek is uh, is probably somebody who would have done a lot better in certain matchups on this bracket, but but Natalie Portman is like a brand name yep. and literally did Don't the fade. masterclass on acting. If you go to that masterclass workshop website, she's the one who has the acting really? seminar right there. I think I think That's that sick. says something about the kind of actress she is. So, Natalie Portman takes this one fairly easily. Uh, let's go to Jake Gyllenhaal versus Ryan Gosling, a couple 41-year-old mm. hunks. Jake Gyllenhaal has been in a bunch recently, including Wildlife, Sisters Brothers, Velvet Buzzsaw, Spider-Man Far From Home, The Guilty, and Ambulance. Whereas Ryan Gosling, he's been on a bit of a break after the birth of his second kid. He starred in The First Man, but hasn't done anything since except for coming back this year in Netflix's The Gray Man. He'll also be opposite Margot Robbie in Barbie for Greta Gerwig next year, and he's also got a role in David Lynch's, excuse me, David Leach, his next action movie, The Fall Guy, opposite Emily Blunt. Uh, both guys who've been nominated for Oscars, although Hall's was way back in 2005, but Art, who do you Check think is the crawler. bigger, better movie star right now? Jake Gyllenhaal is one of the greatest actors that we have of this generation. Jake Gyllenhaal. Hell yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. Man, I mean, that's, that's, that's how do you follow it up? Just sweet and straight to the point, <laughs> man. Oh, man. I think, if I'm thinking again, if uh, someone in Nebraska who rarely goes to the theater and wants to <laughs> right. see if they have to choose between a Ryan Gosling-led film versus a Jake Gyllenhaal film, I think Jake is going away with the W on this one. But... After Barbie next year, I think mm, right, this might be Barbie. a different conversation. <laughs> but I'm going to go with uh, Jake on this one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that Jake Gyllenhaal is, is definitely, like, one of the great actors. And I love how committed and how big he'll go for the, some of these projects. Gosling's a guy who will do that, too. And I think, you know, just because we haven't seen a lot of him recently, it's hard to hard to think of him that way. But, like, even in films like The Nice Guys and stuff, he's, he's, he's quirky very good and, nice and unexpected yeah. and very, yeah, very funny. He's amazing in La we La Land. We need more of but, that. We exactly yeah, we yep. d we just need a little bit more Ryan Gosling I think right so we I'm, are fans I'm going them. Jake Gyllenhaal too yep. all right all right a battle between box office hunks it's Channing <laughs> Tatum and Jason Momoa Damn. Channing Tatum has been on a bit of a break after his divorce but recently was in two movies that were number one at the box office this year Dog and The Lost City, one of which he also co-directed. Jason Momoa, on the other hand, has spent the last few years in Aquaman, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Sweet Girl, and Dune. He also has that show C on Apple TV+. Jason Momoa will be in Aquaman 2 and Fast 10 not so long from now, whereas Channing Tatum's next movies are Magic Mike's Last Dance, which Soderbergh will return to direct, and Pussy Island, Zoe Kravitz's directorial debut. Elliot, are you going with Channing or are you more of a Jason man? Um, it, it would Momoa be a, man. It would be a different conversation if Channing Tatum would have ever 
got a chance to play the Gambit film. Uh, he seems to always oh. be on the cusp of like being in something huge as far as the right? uh, Marvel or DC, DC project. So with that being said, uh, and also he's the king of cameos recently, as, as we all know, he's popped up in some films recently that kind of surprised me. But it's Jason <laughs> Momoa, man. Companies are coming and running towards him for projects. I just saw the trailer for him in the new Netflix movie. So yeah, it's it's my man, Jason Momoa. It's, it's, it's a pretty easy <laughs> one for me on this one. Arturo? I'm split between these. I think they're both really good. Uh, Jason was in Dune, bro. Like, every single thing that he does in Dune yeah. was he was just built to play that character. Yeah. Channing's goofy. People love Channing Tatum. <laughs> every every relationship I've been in, I've seen a Channing Tatum movie with said person. Like, I don't... Like, he's just always there. He is a staple of, like, date movies. Uh, and mm -hmm. because of that, I'm going to edge it out just a little bit. Because I feel Channing has this... I don't want to call it range, but he's willing to play the goof. He's willing to play right. like like the 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 very big hunky guy, the dancer. He's mm -hmm. able to get emotional, uh, and I want to see more of Jason Momoa doing that. I feel right now he's very much been like the very stoic father figure, you know, be it from Game of Thrones to Aquaman to even in Sweet Girl. I, I want to see what more dramatic stuff we can get out of him. Yeah. So I'm just going to edge it out on Channing Tatum, but I don't mind Jason taking it, too, because Jason's yeah. dope. He's, he's like a genuinely – both of these guys, I feel like, yeah. are the coolest dudes to hang out with because they're always yeah. chill when they're talking <laughs> about their movies. Yeah. They both seem like great hangs. Jason, I think, surprisingly, like, steals a lot of Dune. All of his scenes are really, like, That's radical and yeah. – yes. And feel like a nice, like, bit of relief from the seriousness of the rest of that movie – uh, but I feel like maybe he's a little bit earlier on his trajectory where we haven't seen as much of the variety, seen as much of the range. And ultimately, I I don't know if Dog starring Jason Momoa goes number one at the box office. Like, how did what Dog go did number with one? Channing Tatum. How? 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 Because it's Channing. Because it's Channing. He also I has the dumbest Drake lyric, by you the think way. <laughs> The Drake shot is the goofiest, but Zach, it's on you. What are you Ellie, going for? I think I'm going Channing Tatum, oh, although I got to make a push, man. I got to get Jason yeah. in his bracket, man. I will say as far as, again, crossover, movie and TV, I don't know if you guys watch C. I'm a big fan of C, and I'm excited for season three to start back mm. up tomorrow. Um, but I, I, I got to go with Jason, man, because, again, I think of Denis Villeneuve, going back to that Dune conversation, if he had, if they were auditioning for that role, Duncan, Channing Tatum versus Jason, I think in that conversation, in that room, I think Denise looking at the resume and being like, I think Jason's going to bring more people. Of course, Timothy Chalamet is out, Zendaya, right, all that right, stuff. Right. But I think I think the name, the clout, the brand, again, personality, I feel more of Jason Momoa's presence online uh, as far as social media goes and uh, brand recognition than I, than I do uh, uh, Shannon Tatum. So, ah, man. And, and also, he's a superhero, baby. He's Aquaman. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, man. I think Jason is it's the star. I think he's the star. That Shannon Tatum was 10 years ago, maybe. Shannon Tatum that's, replaced that's Shannon uh, isn't where he once was. One of the Ryans. Ryan Reynolds for The Lost City at D. He was the last minute replacement. Killed it. Number one movie. And then goes to be a cameo in said Ryan Reynolds movie from earlier <laughs> that year. But you just mentioned he's the key word. he was the replacement. He wasn't the first one in line. He was the replacement. <laughs> he was hey, the bench player, hey, not the star. One. That's a good one, but he still came in. <laughs> hey, so was Tom Brady for going sports, okay? And look where he became. <laughs> 
I, I respect oh. the argument. Uh, I hear it. And, and maybe we are going to be proven wrong. But I, I kind of feel like this is Tatum. Yeah. Tatum's matchup here. It's, it's close. Uh, it's definitely one of the closest yeah, ones we've had yeah. yet. But uh, narrowly, right narrowly, we'll go Channing Tatum. Uh, how's it going, Elliot? <laughs> uh, well argued. Well argued for sure. All right, let's try a couple other people who've definitely had dalliances in the superhero world. Let's go with Chris Pratt versus Oscar Isaac, a couple 43-year-old actors. Chris Pratt, aside from being in Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, as well as Jurassic World, the last couple of those, he was in the Lego movies, Lego Movie 2. He was in Onward, and he's in The Tomorrow War for Jeff Bezos. Uh, and upcoming, he will be in the next Guardians, as well as the voice of both <laughs> Mario and Garfield. Just just leave some of the characters to everybody else, Chris Pratt. Uh, Oscar Isaac, on the other hand, he's been in Annihilation, Life Itself, Triple Frontier, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, The Card Counter, and, more recently, Dune. He's also done some TV with Scenes from a Marriage, which earned him an Emmy nom, and Moon Knight. And soon he'll be playing Francis Ford Coppola for Barry Levinson and playing Solid Snake in the wow. Metal Gear movie adaptation. Art, are you going to go with Chris Pratt or are you going to go with Oscar Isaac? Uh, not even being the biggest Chris Pratt fan, but I've enjoyed a lot of his work. I do not deny that the man is a box office star. But I mm -hmm. see IP, 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 and the moment it's not IP, it goes to streaming. Mm -hmm. Oscar Isaac can handle IP, IP, some risks here with Annihilation, Life Itself, Triple Frontier. I'm going to edge it out with Oscar Isaac because I think that uh, he brings just a lot more to the table. Uh, and both of them really do rely on their IP because obviously I'm not going to give it to... Oscar Isaac, that that's why people went to go see Star Wars. But I also don't think that's the only reason people went to go see the Jurassic movies. Because I think they were there for the dinosaurs as well. I'm edging it out to Oscar Isaac. Elliot, how about you? Ooh. So if this was a purely just like talent scenario, it's Oscar mm -hmm. Isaac, like not even a question. But when right. it goes back to the IP conversation, and I think about that run that Chris Pat had in 2014 and 2015 from Undeniable. Guardians, Lego, uh, you know, Jurassic Park, uh, and even more recently as far as crossing over TV again, we had the conversation with uh, the Terminal List most recently, right. and I know the Tomorrow World. I think it's going to have. I think it's going to be a franchise, if I'm not mistaken. So mm -hmm. purely on the sake of the resume, the run that he had, uh, I'm going with Chris Pratt on this one. But again, That's if we're fair. talking talent, Oscar Isaac, it's, it's all. Mm -hmm. Chris is getting the W for me on this one. I'm going to bring this back to an argument that you brought up earlier, Elliot, and that I think likability is a big split here. And maybe there is, like... A section of the country that is really high on Chris Pratt. It's a, yeah. another section of the country yeah. that is very low on Chris Pratt right now. Yeah. And I, I'd bet most of them are very high on Oscar Isaac. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I was really excited about Chris Pratt as a potential Harrison Ford-esque movie star mm -hmm. once upon a time. Mm -hmm. And it feels like he's kind of like weaned that edge out of his roles. Like he's been less subversive less funny less schlubby and more just kind of like grizzly action star and John i don't Krasinski. know if i like <laughs> i i don't know i just don't think i like chris pratt in that mode i think that what chris made chris pratt good is that he was kind of kind of off kilter everyday man yeah and look, I, so, I, I, I agree with elliot like i don't think regardless of like how everyone feels about him the man sells 
I just yeah. wish that what he was selling was something new. I, I don't get why he's voicing all these animated characters. Goodness gracious, man. How does he... I you mean, know? maybe it helps because he has his, his uh, father-in-law, his, uh, you know, an all-time <laughs> great movie star and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, right? Oh, that's true. That's damn, that's true. Does he get brownie points He's for that? Does he have a little bit of a, him. a brownie They don't have anything together in the future, do they? That'd be uh, interesting. They should. Missed opportunity. They should. They don't. Not, that not seems that. the direction that Pratt wants to go in. That would give me some plus some plus ones right there if he was making more interesting decisions <laughs> right. like that. Yeah. But I look forward to the next Oscar, Oscar Isaac, regardless of what it is. Yeah. It also does feel like Chris is maybe even like trapped in IP a little bit. Like it's mm-hmm. been we haven't been able to see him do the something range. different because yeah. it's basically been Jurassic and Guardians for the last decade. Yep. It's not just one movie. It's like trilogies. They they come in like three, so it's it's a lot of time. All right, let's talk about Roseman Pike versus Tom Hardy. Roseman Pike is has been in Beirut, A Private War, The Informer, Radioactive, and I Care a Lot. And then more recently, in the The Wheel of Time, of course, was nominated for an Oscar back in 2014 for Gone Girl. Tom Hardy also nominated for an Oscar back in 2015 for The Revenant. More recently, he's been in Dunkirk, he's been in Venom, he's been in Capone, he's been in Venom 2, and he was Venom in Spider-Man and No Way Home in a cameo. He will soon be Venom 3 in Venom 3, and then he's also <laughs> going to be the star of Gareth Evans's next action yes. film, Yes, Habit. yes, yes, yes. Art, you argued fiercely to get Roseman Pike on this bracket. I did. So why are you voting for Tom Hardy? Because <laughs> I have to be honest, and I know who the cell is. And again, that's me just wanting to pay the respects for her because it's Rosamund Pike. That is an actress. I think she could lead a film and hold a property. Sometimes it doesn't sell, though. I know that she was just recently, and I think it was like The Informer or something, uh, that yeah. popped out on Netflix. And everyone was telling me, did you see that movie with Gone Girl in it? Like she's still Gone Girl <laughs> to everybody, um, and I just wish that she it was she was hitting a lot more. I do like I care a lot. I know a lot of people are mixing that movie. I thought yeah. she did great in it, but Tom she's Hardy is it. Tom Hardy. I yeah, Tom Hardy's that man crush dude. That dude just delivers in everything that he's in. Warrior is one of my favorite films of all time. If Tom Hardy's in something, I think he's able to uh, make it his own, and he's different in every movie. Everyone knows the Bane voice, you know? Everyone knows this goofy thing that he's doing with Venom now, and I'm curious to see what the next thing uh, that he has up his sleeve is. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tom Hardy, too. Elliot, uh, any any love for Rosamund Pike? Great actress, incredible, more or less. Uh, but yes, yeah, Tom Hardy. She's really good. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, let's go to Michael Fassbender versus Jessica Chastain, a matchup of former X-Men uh, members or, or movie members. I don't know. I totally uh, forgot Jessica was in that movie because it was just yeah. like, yeah. So Jessica, aside from X-Men Dark Phoenix, was in she It won. Chapter 2, okay. Ava, The Forgiven, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which she won an Oscar for, finally. The 355, and on TV, she was in Scenes from a Marriage, whereas Michael Fassbender was in Alien Covenant, he was in The Snowman, he was in X-Men Dark Phoenix, and then he took a break to race F1 motorcars and start taking care of Alicia Vikander's kid. Uh, But he will be back soon, not just in Next Goal Wins for Taika Waititi, but in The Killer for David Fincher. Ooh! Mm. And Fassbender's been nominated for a couple Oscars as well, 
Elliot, where are you going to go between Jessica Chastain Ooh. and Michael Fassbender? Man, this is a heavy hitter here. I will say there was a, min- a moment there where I'm like, who is his agent? Because why isn't he bigger? <laughs> why isn't why why isn't he a household name? But right? I think uh, people respect the, what he brings when he is on the screen. What he brings to, to the screen. Uh, Jessica Chastain, man, she is so fantastic and producing stuff now, and, and her name mm-hmm. has definitely clout and a lot of behind it. You know, Oscar Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, she's she's fantastic. But again, I'm going to the name and recognizable IP, the X-Men stuff, and I thought him and James McAvoy carried that franchise. So I'm going to go with Michael Fassbender on this one just by a little bit of a hair. Interesting. Art, where are you going between Michael Fassbender and Jessica Chastain? I agree with the way Elliot put it. I think everybody knows who Michael Fassbender is. They call him Young Magneto all the time. I think, yeah, it sucks that he's been gone for a minute, that I think even when he misses, his misses aren't as bad as Jessica Chastain's. And I like Jessica Chastain. Mm. I know there's a lot of talk about what it's like to work on sets, but I think she's a really great actress. I just think that Michael Fassbender uh, is able to create some really unique characters all the time. Yeah, it's funny. I I, I kind of want to go Jessica Chastain here, but I do it's feel fair. like she's been she's been on a run of like all these movies that are either weird attempts at being a blockbuster like the 355, Ava, 355 or just like yeah. very sweaty attempts to earn her Oscar which you know finally she got in the eyes of Tammy Faye and like I'm glad she's freed from the the pursuit of that Oscar and maybe she can start taking on interesting parts again she is going to be in a couple upcoming awards contenders uh, including Armageddon Time and The Good Nurse but yeah I mean Michael Fassbender not really slumming it that much. When, when you're seeing a Michael Fassbender movie, it's either going to be like a war, an awards contender or a potential box office draw. So, yeah, also, I mean, I have no problem with him winning here. I know that there is extra reasons for why people watch this movie, but a lot of people have seen Shame for some reason who I didn't think would have seen Shame, right? Now, mind you, it could be for other reasons, but like I was talking to a group of people. They knew him as Young Magneto and the guy in Shame. So do with that as you will. His movies age very well. Very memorable part. (laughs) And a memorable part. All right. We are halfway through the first round. Let's keep going with Ryan Reynolds versus Benedict Cumberbatch. A couple of the biggest box office draws on the planet. Reynolds more recently has been in Deadpool 2, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, Six Underground, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Free Guy, Red Notice, The Atom Project, and a cameo in, I mean, I guess it's a minor spoiler, so maybe I won't say that cameo. Uh, don't say it, but don't Benedict say it, Cumberbatch is Avengers, has been in Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. He was the voice of the Grinch. He's in 1917, The Courier, The Mauritanian. He was nominated for an Oscar for The Power of the Dog. He was in The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne, then more recently Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. He's kind of become like a new RDJ as one of the highest grossing stars in the world. But between these two big box office draws, Elliot, why don't you go first? Who are you choosing? Man, um, this and this kind of goes back to the Oscar Isaac Chris Pratt conversation. I think if we're talking pure talent and range, it's been in it for me. 
Mm-hmm. But we're talking about, again, brand recognition, social media presence, and just he's a Canadian. I mean, who, who doesn't like <laughs> a Canadian, right? So I think, uh, and, and not even to bring up Deadpool, but yeah, I think this one goes to Ryan Reynolds puts butts in the seats versus Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, oh, is that uh, Sherlock? Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, it's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, the yeah exactly. I agree with Elliot 100%. Ryan Reynolds is the only person who... Goes from theaters to streaming and then back to movies yep. to stream. Like I don't know how he does that, and that's because he has mm-hmm. a whole marketing thing that uh, marketing team that he runs. He's working on a different level. It has to be Ryan. I just want to add, Ryan. I know you could act, and you've been doing this shtick for a minute, and I appreciate it. It's fun. I, you're making your money, but I know you can act. Give us give us one or two of those again. <laughs> it has to be Ryan, though. Yeah, he he has gotten very complacent. I feel like in terms it's the of the same what he's, role. Yeah, but it is a role that people really like to see him in and yeah. will do it again and again and again. And whereas Benedict has been in some of the biggest movies of all time, those yeah. are all movies that are extremely reliant on IP. Reynolds is in genuine blockbusters that are, are original. Do we want to call Free Guy original? Because it's I don't. technically I don't. original. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's... It's different. Like, I feel like Reynolds sells movies as Ryan Reynolds movies and Cumberbatch sells Marvel movies. And while I think Cumberbatch is doing better acting for the most part recently. He is. He is. I, it, Reynolds is, is, like, as close to, like, the biggest box office draw by himself as I think we get right now. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's always quality, that's a different issue. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with going Ryan Reynolds in this matchup. Shout out, Benny. Colin Farrell versus Reese Witherspoon getting to a couple 46-year-old actors. Colin somehow never nominated for an Oscar? Travesty. I I don't understand that. He's been in Widows. He was in Dumbo. He was in The Gentleman. He was in Artemis Fowl. We don't talk about that. He was in Voyagers. But this year, he's in After Yang, The Batman, 13 Lives, and will soon be in The Banshees of Anishirin, the next movie from Martin McDonough. Really excited for that one. Reese Witherspoon, on the other hand, won an Oscar in 2005 for Walk the Line, nominated for another for Wild in 2014. Not really doing a whole lot of film recently, though. She was in A Wrinkle in Time five years ago. She did a voice in Sing 2. But she's been spending her time on TV with Big Little Lies, with Little Fires Everywhere, with The Morning Show. She's going to be in an upcoming romantic comedy, Your Place or Mine, with Ashton Kutcher. Don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. But she's also just been producing a lot of stuff. Her company, I think, recently sold for quite a bit of money, too. And there are... Uh, have the corner on these adaptations of Chicklet, like where the crawdads sing. So, Art, where are you going to go between Reese Witherspoon and Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell. Shout out Sweet Home, Alabama. Colin Farrell. Short and sweet. Elliot, how about you? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go uh, Reese on this one, man. I'm Ooh. thinking of those, um, you know, Legally Blonde fans, people that have grown up with her. She's a generational actor, right? Because she carries mm-hmm. that clout from uh, you know early '90s sitcoms or uh, rom coms. Uh, and yes, she's been on TV and she's been uh, killing it on TV. Some she very has been popular, well known IPs. Colin Farrell to me, again, go back to brand. He's that actor that you got to call this guy to call that guy just to get a hold of him. Where Reese Witherspoon, she's on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, and has her own audience. Uh, so I'm going again. This is based on superstardom. If I'm a um, 
producer and I want to sell a movie, I think they're going to go with a, even though Colin might be the better actor, I think they're going to go with Reese because of that name recognition. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a great argument for Reese. I feel like whenever Legally Blonde 3 hits, which mm-hmm. has been rumored Bro. for a little while, yeah. like that's going to be a bigger movie than like pretty much any movie that yeah. you would star, star Colin Farrell. Her inspiration for bringing that back was Top Gun. That's so, a great, <laughs> a great. He, she said, I, yeah. she said I, I saw how Top Gun did bringing it back, yeah. and I feel we have an audience who's ready to bring back Legally Blonde. I was like, you're smart, Reese. One point three billion smart. on Legally Blonde three. Calling yes, sir. <laughs> oh the, man, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit hung up on the fact that the last time we saw Reese Witherspoon starring in a movie was Home Again in 2017. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember mm-hmm. that romantic comedy that didn't really go anywhere, I remember, but yeah. Yeah, but Colin Farrell's got misses too, so yeah. I I don't know. Maybe narrowly, I'll go with Reese Witherspoon here. As much as I love Colin Farrell, I I, I want to see Colin Farrell in more things, but I also think I like seeing Colin Farrell as the supporting actor in indie movies and stuff like that. Was he too into the Batman? Did he dissolve into <laughs> the role too much, Zach? Right, just just forgot that he was even part of the Batman because he's that committed to the role. Whoa, whoa, Colin whoa, Farrell, sweetheart! I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Colin. All right. Let's talk about Kate Winslet versus Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron was in Tully, Gringo, Bombshell, The Old Guard, Fast Nine, and she had a cameo in Doctor Strange 2 pretty recently. She's also going to be in a bunch of franchise fairs soon. Fast she's going to be in Fast 10. She's going to be in The Old Guard 2. She's going to be at in Atomic Blonde 2, and whenever she's back from more Doctor Strange stuff, she will be in those fil- films too. Kate Winslet, on the other hand, has been like keeping it a little bit more sparse recently. She did The Mountain Between Us, and she did Wonder Wheel, another Woody Allen movie. She did Blackbird and Ammonite. Her biggest hit recently has been on TV with The Mayor of Easttown, which she is amazing in, uh, but it is not a movie. She will be on the big screen soon, though, for avatar 2 both actresses have won an oscar both actresses have been nominated for more but elliot who wins this matchup man this is uh this is the zoe zaldana conversation with kate winslet but right she's actually the like she does she's a draw in my opinion uh as you mentioned mayor of easttown um and she's also it's funny enough she's been in the biggest film of all at least top two uh, biggest films all time in titanic she's coming back around with avatar but Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Charlize, man. I mean, again, you just mentioned the stuff she has lined up with sequels and now Marvel, which is going to obviously already boost her uh, her uh, IP name. So I'm going to go with Charlize. I think, again, I think of uh, action blockbuster star. She is she's the Ryan Reynolds of a sorts or the Wayne Rock Johnson as far as female actors go, as far as. Big name actors that can I agree. sell a big action blockbuster, Charlize. Yes. Yes. 100%. Shout out Kate Winslet. She is fantastic. Yep. She is one of the goats. But if I'm producing a movie, and I know she did fantastic in her series, what I'm looking for here, when I'm seeing the mountain between us, Wonder Wheel, Ammonite, is like Oscar. Like I'm looking to win an award there. I'm not looking for box office. But mm-hmm. even in then, I don't want the Oscar to go to Ammonite. I would much rather it be for Charlize's uh, wrist when she's gone independent. I love Tully. I love a lot of the smaller things that she does. And then the way that she handles IP is going into established stuff with Fast 10, or like we said, uh, with some of the Marvel stuff. And then beginning The Old Guard, beginning Atomic Blonde. Uh, I think she's full package. I 
I'm a big fan of Charlie Stern. So I'm going to go Charlie Stern for this, but Kate Winslet is a go. Yeah, Kate Winslet's, Winslet's great, and she's another one like like a Zoe Saldana or even like a Angelina Jolie that we were talking about earlier. At the height of their powers, she's definitely one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Right now is not the height of her powers, and maybe maybe she needs that Jim, Jimmy Cameron boost again to get back uh-huh. up there. Yeah. But uh, really quick, I mean, really I'll, quick, really quick. Mad Max <laughs> for Charlie Theron. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, packed. Yeah, so, we didn't yeah, even so, mention oh Mad Max. Furiosa, come on. Right. Yeah. The, boom. Like yeah. that's how good she a is. A right little now. bit outside of our our five year window, but still yeah. like, still has a legacy. Especially since they're making that Furiosa movie, wouldn't yeah. be doing it if, if her it performance wasn't, wasn't so good in it. Yeah. Even if they're doing it without her. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, Charlize Theron wins there. Let's go to Pedro Pascal versus Bradley Cooper. Uh, Pascal has been in The Equalizer Two, Triple Frontier, Wonder Woman 1984, We Can Be Heroes, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and The Bubble. And he was also in The Mandalorian and soon will be in HBO's The Last of Us couple TV projects. Cooper, on the other hand, since A Star is Born, he's done The Mule for Clint Eastwood. He's done Licorice Pizza for Paul Thomas Anderson. And he's done Nightmare Alley for Guillermo del Toro, as well as some Rocket Raccoon voice work. He's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And he's also working on Maestro, the Leonard Bernstein story, his second film as writer, director, and star. Cooper Nominated for nine Oscars, although only four of them are for his acting, most recently for A Star is Born. Elliot, it's it's tough out there for yeah. Pedro going up against a guy like Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. what You're going to stick with Pedro or are you going to go with Bradley here? Um, I'm going to go with, uh, with my man uh, who wears a mask and says very few words, and that's Pedro. Really? I'm going with Vote the... for Pedro. Yeah, man, I'm going with those IPs are are weight for me in this argument against Star Wars to and, and listen. Last of Us will be the blueprint of how video games, it's, movies, or movie or video games should be adapted. Uh, and yes, I think sir. him and Joel, he's going to kill that role. So, love Bradley Cooper, uh, fantastic. I think people don't even really realize that he's playing Rocket <laughs> still. Right. You know, three movies in later next year. But I'm going to go with Pedro just for the fact that he he has the brand IP. Even throw it to DC with work on one. Even though that film wasn't that great, but even still, <laughs> he has that resume with bigger IP attachments uh, than Bradley does. Interesting. How about you, Art? Paldes, Pedro? 47. Same as Bradley Cooper. Look, when he's 50, it's going to be crazy. Because there's no reason you're in a Nick Cage movie about Nick Cage when Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage. (laughs) And you outshine Nick Cage. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. I agree with Elliot. That one line he says in the teaser for The Last of Us. I should like I haven't freaked out about something like that in a long time. It's a line in a teaser trailer for it's not even a, a trailer for The Last of Us. It was a teaser for HBO Max. But Bradley Cooper is Bradley Cooper. He had like what two minutes in uh, <laughs> Licorice, Licorice Pizza, Pizza. and mm-hmm. absolutely Dominic. stole the show. They put that yeah. in the trailers as if he was in the movie for like a quarter of it. Mm-hmm. Duped yeah. everybody into going <clears> see, it. and then nobody complained when they came out. All they said was. Hmm. I, he was, I was surprised how much he wasn't in it, but they loved mm-hmm. him in it. There's so many Bradley Cooper stories about like how he duped Leo out of a bunch of roles that he was able to snatch up. I, I agree with you, Elliot. The fact that he is dissolved into Rocket Raccoon. Dissolved into it. It's, it's fantastic work for him to be able to balance not having his image taken away for a big IP, but be able to be a part of the big IP, and then go do all this stuff like A Star is Born. And I, I saw that picture for that upcoming movie. Uh, for the biopic, yeah. I, I didn't think it was him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
he's he's making really interesting stuff. Bradley Cooper is an actor's actor right there. We we've been bringing up box office here and then and again, and I think it's worth mentioning, like American Sniper made a lot oh goodness, of that money. Was a lightning in a bottle. Yeah, and then A Star Is Born also yeah. made over two hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. and not even counting of those movies the soundtrack. have superheroes in them. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> he sings. We're talking about talent. <laughs> he also sings. Yeah, I mean, I I like Pedro Pascal a lot, but. I'm a lot I like too. Bradley Cooper a lot too. I'm gonna go with Bradley Cooper there. In the fifties, though, right. Pedro's gonna yeah. use a force, dude. Absolutely, and Pedro's on the rise for sure. Okay, this is what I think Ooh, is going to be the the heaviest hitter Oof. of heavy hitter matchups in the first round. Probably a flaw that neither of these, that one of these two people is not going to make it past the first round. But there's only one way to do it, and it's by matching up. 47-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio and 47-year-old Joaquin Phoenix. Now, Leo, he won an Oscar for The Revenant in 2015 after being nominated six times, most recently for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But the only film he's done since The Revenant has been Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Don't Look Up with Adam McKay. He is going to be in Martin Scorsese's upcoming Killers of the Flower Moon and Scorsese's next follow-up, The Wager. But Joaquin Phoenix... After, aside from winning his Oscar for the Joker in 2019, he's in Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot, Mary Magdalene, The Sisters Brothers, Come On, Come On. And then soon he will be in Disappointment Boulevard for Ari Aster, Napoleon for Ridley Scott, and Joker Folia Do for Todd Phillips. Art, are you going to go with Leo or are you going to go with Joaquin? This is a finals matchup happening in the it first round. It could be. It really is. Yeah. I love These are Joaquin two Phoenix. of the only one-name actors. You just need to say Leo, and you just need to say <laughs> yeah, Joaquin, Joaquin for either of these dudes. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, easily. Yeah. Um, and they both are really good. These are like two actors where you could just break it, and the five years, it's like you go to the five years, but then, okay, we got to go to the ten years. Okay, we got to go to the Like, who's, who's been having it uh, a more consistent career? And they're both, they're both just fantastic. But I have to edge it out to Leo because I feel that when Leo comes out with a movie as sparse as it is, it is an event. Even with Don't Look Up, everybody saw that movie and it broke records for Netflix because they were able to somehow get him on that film to do whatever they were doing in that movie. And yeah, it's Leo. Anytime he's in something, everything that he has coming up, I'm excited for. But I also don't mind Joaquin taking it either because it's Joaquin. But it's also Leo. Leo just, just by a margin for me. Yeah. How about you, Elliot? This is a really tough one. Yeah, and I don't think again, there's a wrong answer. If this was a talent versus talent, this would be a two-hour conversation. But as far right. as, again, box office receipts, this, Leo's been doing it since, again, since he was uh, early 20s or early, might have been late teens with Titanic. Uh, and like Art said, when you see Leo's name... Um, he brings people to the to the box office. So, and, and that's mm-hmm. no disrespect to Joaquin, who just got his big payday with Joker, right? And, and but I'll be honest with you, I think people were more intrigued with the Joker IP versus Joaquin Phoenix. Was if if Leo played the Joker, yes, that that movie made a billion, but I bet you that movie would have made maybe one point three, one point five if Leo was playing the Joker. So I'm gonna go with Leo mm-hmm. on this one. Yeah, I mean, Joaquin is obviously an absolutely fantastic actor and like i might even argue he is the marginally more talented one although it is it is marginally that's fair um but Mm -hmm. leo has crafted his career in a way 
where whenever he chooses to make a movie, it's an event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's chosen to not do it too often, which makes you forget about him occasionally. Mm-hmm. But, y- you know, you come back and don't look up, and that movie's one of the biggest draws Netflix has ever had. Sucks. So, but that I, shows you how big of a bull he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. All right, so Leonardo DiCaprio wins over Joaquin Phoenix. Let's Shout go out to Joaquin, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely great actor. Yeah. Amy Adams versus Michael Shannon. What are these matchups? Man, yeah, I said this doesn't get easier. Get a break. <laughs> Amy Amy Adams nominated for six Oscars: Junebug, Doubt, The Fighter, The Master, American Hustle, and Vice. But in the last five years, her film work has not been so strong. It's been Hillbilly Elegy. It's been Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's been The Woman in the Window and Dear Evan Hansen. She has taken a stint on TV in Sharp Objects, and soon she'll be in Disenchanted, the sequel to Enchanted. Michael Shannon, on the other hand, has been in Fahrenheit 451. He was in Knives Out. He was in The Quarry. He was in Heart of Champions and, more recently, in Bullet Train. And soon he will be in Amsterdam. And apparently he's playing General Zod again in The Flash. I will find him, Laura. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Michael Shannon's been nominated for two films. I don't know if either of you are looking at the document, but without doing that, can you name them? Because I forgot that he was nominated for these movies. Nocturnal Animals is the only one I can think of because I really like him in that movie. And Revolutionary Road from 2008. The Leonardo DiCaprio Kate Winslet one. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Yo, I was just... uh, I just saw the trailer to that movie not too long ago. That's... That's like one that I need to see now that I'm older. Because I was like, well, I right. was like a kid when that came out, bro. I, I, I didn't Same. understand the nuances in that movie. Damn. <laughs> I, but he's I never won, though. And I was like, oh, did they, they have an unhappy marriage. <laughs> you know, that's all I got from it. <laughs> oh, but no, that shows right. Michael Shannon is that guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ah, Both of these t- two have one. like a, a decent claim to be among the most talented actors yeah. in yes. Hollywood. They, yeah. they can yes. both act like crazy. Mm-hmm. But who is a movie star? Art, who are you going to go with? This is tough, bro. Like, I love Amy Adams. I hate when the Oscars mm-hmm. come out with like an appreciation post as if like, well, appreciate her <laughs> on the award show. <laughs> and pitting them together, it made me realize how much I like Michael Shannon. As much as mm-hmm. I like Amy Adams, Michael Shannon is just like that steroid you add to your movie. Michael Shannon's that guy who gets nominated for an Oscar and he doesn't show up because he's at a bar in Chicago just chilling, <laughs> watching it on the TV. He is that dude. I'm going to edge it out to Amy Adams just mm-hmm. by a little bit. Just by a little bit. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Elliot, what about you? Man, this is a big one here for me because I love like art. I'm very big fans of both. And I remember Amy Adams first time in the office. I saw her and then yeah. seeing Michael Shannon in, in Eight Mile. So that kind of goes to show you <laughs> where their career started to where they are now. Um, but again, if I'm an executive producer, I have a, I'll just say a Disney movie. You know, am I selling it with right. Amy Adams' name as she has a sequel coming out with Disney? Or is Michael yes, Shannon bringing people to the box office? I'm going with Amy. That's I think snap she's. And also, I think when we talk about art, you brought up a really great point. You will find him in a bar. Uh, and, and I don't know if people, as far as social media presence, I think Amy has a more household name recognition yes. than Michael Shannon. So I'm going to go with Amy on this one because of this, the, the brand. Look. I think she carries a, a clout with her name. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, we we talk, talk about like adding actors to dishes like ingredients like Michael Shannon's that like umami he's that that splash yeah. of flavor mm-hmm. he's gonna mm-hmm. really really brighten all the all the moods of the dish and whatever yeah. and he's a huge asset to have in a movie but often it's as a supporting actor yeah. Amy yeah. Adams is gonna be the lead of your movie and it's gonna get nominated for eight Oscars and <laughs> or be uh, supporting less so in the, the last show. five yeah. years yeah yeah, yeah. yep yeah um, I, and I love well, Michael Shannon. That's one of my my favorite actors. Oh, but right. And also, Adams. shout out to Man of Steel because uh, both of those actors are in that film. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, there we go. I was going to say shout out. Uh, they've worked a lot. Shout out Nocturnal Animals. Both of these mm-hmm. actors are in that film as well. And that's crazy for that film, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Another, another they, movie they, with them. Well, that's why, bro. They, they, they intertwine a lot. No wonder. Not. There you go. Amy didn't get nominated for that. That's my bad. Um, of course, because they disrespect her at the Oscars. All the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. All the time. Okay, a couple matchups left in the first round. Let's go with Penelope Cruz versus Mahershala Ali. Mm. Penelope has been doing a bit more work in Spanish films recently with mm-hmm. Everybody Knows, Pain and Glory, Official Competition. And she's done some English work, too, in work, the 355. And she's going to be in the upcoming Michael Mann Ferrari movie. But she did get nominated for an Oscar last year in Parallel Mothers. Mahershala, on the other hand, won the two most recent Oscars he was nominated for, Moonlight in 2016 and Green Book in 2018. He hasn't done a whole lot since then. Voice work in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He was in Alita Battle Angel and he was in Swan Song. He also did a season of... True Detective, which is kind of a movie star move, all things considered. It is. But soon, he will be not just Blade, but he's going to be in the movie yeah. Leave the World Behind, which is an upcoming Sam Esmail film. Definitely excited for that one. Elliot, are you going to go with Mahershala Ali or Penelope Cruz? Globally speaking, I think Penelope has a little bit more clout. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're talking, um, you know, again, Marvel, uh, and he's worked with Marvel a couple times, and again, Listen, Blade, you can't even get me more excited for that film. But also, he stole, for those that are Luke Cage fans, he stole season one of Luke Cage and was, not to spoil anything, but he wasn't in the whole entire series, mm. but he was a standout. So, uh, yes. and I think those trophies in his, uh, that he has in his, uh, you know, cabinet goes a long way. So I'm going to go with Marshall on, on this one. How about you, Art? I love Penelope Cruz. Shout out Penelope Cruz. All those movies, painting glory, like, they've all been great. Yeah. But Mahershala Ali has secured the mm-hmm. gold. Mahershala mm-hmm. Ali, I think, is becoming more and more a household name. He should be already. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's just done great stuff between, like, not even Blade coming out yet. Just his voice work in, in Spider-Verse, I think, is a pivotal role to that movie. Alita is a big franchise, and he's a big part in that. They just have not booted up the next one. Another day I might have picked Penelope, but honestly, Mahershala Ali is, like, already at the level that Penelope is right now having worked all those years. Like, he's just, yeah. he's a class act. It's Mahershala Ali. He was in uh, Predators uh, as I was rewatching for Prey. I was just like, yo, this man is, he, he's been in so many things before he started to become in, like, the lead. Yeah. So, yeah. Mahershala. Yeah, Mahershala is an excellent, excellent actor. I mean, it's very rare for somebody to not just win two Oscars, but win two Oscars in three years. Like, he's mm. he's certainly on a run and it feels like he's still kind of ascendant in a way, too. And I feel like Penelope is maybe intentionally kind of taking a step back from Hollywood. Yeah. And she's great, and, and I love her whenever she shows up, but not maybe not as interested in, like, the Marvel path as somebody right. like Marshall Ali. Yeah. Marshall is also a supporting actor who gets practically billed as a lead. Right. In mm-hmm. Green Book, That's they treated point. him yeah. like a lead. In Moonlight, <clears throat> who's the lead? Well, who's the actor who's the lead? 
it's like he's that consistent point that he's the name that was driving the whole thing. So that's yeah, right. Also, right. a very interesting thing with Mahershala. Let's get into our last matchup of the first round. It is Christian Bale versus Tony Collette. Christian Bale won an Oscar for The Fighter back in 2010, and he's been nominated for three more in American Hustle, The Big Short, and Vice. But since Vice, he's only done Ford v. Ferrari and Thor Love and Thunder, a bit more selective. Soon he will be in Amsterdam from David O. Russell and The Pale Blue Eye from Scott Cooper. Tony Collette, on the other hand, she was in Hereditary. She was in Hearts Beat Loud. She's in Velvet Buzzsaw. She's in Knives Out, Dream Horse. I'm thinking of ending things. Stow. Stowaway and Nightmare Alley. She's also set to star with Mark Ruffalo, Robert Pattinson, and Steven Yun in Bong Joon Ho's next film, Mickey Seven. She's also done a lot of TV in Unbelievable, Pieces of Her, The Staircase, and Soon the Power. I don't know. We we got Tony Collette on here because I think Art and I are both huge, huge Tony Collette fans. So much so that even when we did our inner cutie hangout, she was the one who kind of made a run all the way to the finals <laughs> but are are we going to repeat that here against Christian Bale I do think that they're like tit for tat quality actors that can go yeah. up their own I don't know if they've ever been in a movie together I would love to see them in a movie together Tony Collette is in my top five actresses working today and has been for a while but Christian Bale I think is what people think of when they think of an actor he is up yeah. there with leo he is up there with the meryl streeps i think tony collette is also but christian bale had just delivers time after time to a degree where I, i'm gonna have a measured out there um but i fought for tony collette to be here because y'all should watch all of tony collette's movies yeah. hereditary all the way back to the sixth sense it will surprise you how much of an anchor she is for all of the films that she's in yeah but big i got fans of tony collette here on intercut but but also big fans of Christian Bale. Uh, I, I'm going to go <laughs> with Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's your favorite Tony Collette movie, Elliot? Um, I got to go with Hereditary, man. Not yeah. to be recency biased, but seriously. Um, so good in it, like, though. The performance in that yeah. was, like, unreal. Absolutely. All right. So a clean sweep for Christian Bale. And that takes us to the round of 16. But before we get there, we would like to thank the Intercutie Plus patrons, those wonderful people who are supporting the show. They are Ewan, Julieta, Garrett, Tim, Elizabeth, Josh, Ashley, Marion, Michael, D.A., Matt and Di, our Academy-level members are Tushar, Cademan, Connor, Pete, Sean, May, and Ricky. And, of course, an extra big thanks to those producer-level patrons, Awkward Woo. and you, Denver. Thanks again for all the support and a reminder that you, too, can become a member of the Intercuties at patreon.com slash intercutpod, where you can sign up for patron benefits like early access to intercut episode outlines, access to private channels on the intercut discord, and an invitation to our monthly patron Google meetings art. Isn't the episode outline cool, full of interesting information? Isn't it worth becoming a patron in order to see what we wrote what we see when we record these podcasts together. Wait, they get this? If you sign up for benefits, yeah, you get this episode outline. Well, damn. Okay, that's, that's right pretty there. decent. I thought, it, yeah. I, I thought it was just for me. I thought it was an exclusive for myself. <laughs> All right, get on that. <laughs> All right, so yeah, patreon.com slash intercutpod. But let's get into the round of 16 on this bracket and start it off with Rebecca Hall versus Chris Evans. Rebecca Hall, very great actress, Chris Evans, very big actor. 
Elliot, are we going to go with Chris Evans here? Yeah, the talent, uh, Rebecca, love you. But yeah, we're going to go with the, the bigger name here, and that's Mr. Chris Evans. Any last words for Rebecca Hall, Arturo? No, I, I love I love Rebecca Hall. Yeah. But it's got to be Chris. I know, I know. Yeah. All right, let's go into a <laughs> watch Resurrection. From... Yes, please watch Resurrection. It's so, so good. So it's coming to we... Shutter. So you don't you're even actually have to leave. a bit. You're a big horror fan, and we haven't talked to you about Resurrection. What What did you think about it, Elliot? Oh, loved it. It's yeah. Like when I reviewed it, it's, it's my favorite performance of the year. Uh, she's and one of the most crazy third acts that I've seen all year too. So uh, <sighs> she's uber talented, and I'm so excited to see her behind the camera more too. Yeah, yeah. So yes, sir. even though we're going Chris Evans, we are all imploring you to watch Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Natalie Portman versus Jake Gyllenhaal. This is a tougher, tougher matchup. Art, where are you going to go? This is disgusting. This is disrespectful. <laughs> Mm. Only both one of them, like my top ten actors. Yeah, only one of them's won an Oscar, but maybe they both should. I have. don't care. Nightcrawler. Yeah, they both should, should have. have. Oh, this ticks me off so much. My bias wants to say Jakey Boy, but I know that Natalie Portman's just as good as him. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's the I head versus know. the heart. Nah, you know what it is. I have to be honest. I have to be honest. Jake was on a run doing Nightcrawler and all that. And I know something happened along the way, and he's admitted this, that he was taking his job too seriously. Mm-hmm. I want him to take his job seriously again. <laughs> I miss those yeah. performances. Uh, I appreciate what he's done in Ambulance, what he's done with Marvel and all that stuff, but I miss a little bit of the old Jake. I miss the Jake of five years ago. Natalie is still bringing Natalie. As much as I love Jake, with that reasoning, I am going Natalie Portman right Oof. now. Wow. Wow. It is That's a, a surprise call. to me, Zach. Yeah. yeah, it is a tough call and not one that I'm sure I would make. I kind of feel like I'm leaning towards Jake Gyllenhaal here and maybe maybe I'm holding on too tightly to that mid-2010s run. But that was a hell of a run and I don't, I don't know if we've... I know! I don't know. Natalie's a little bit like harder to predict and I, I don't know, I... I just love I love Jake. I love whenever he's on screen, even when he's not in the best movies. He's so much fun in them. Um, I will leave the, the ultimate decision down to Elliot because oh, Art and I are split. Gosh. I'm thinking of the future of both these actors, and I think Natalie Portman is at a point in her career where it had to take a Taika to really convince her to come back to mm-hmm. an experience that wasn't that great with Marvel with uh, uh, Dark World. But I think of Jake Gyllenhaal, and I think that he's now, to Art's point, yes, I do want to see him get back to those Nightcrawler movies, but I think he's having fun, having fun in mm-hmm. a Mysterio and working with Michael uh, Bay, and I think he's going to... I think he's going to go on a little bit of a run of having fun and action blockbusters. And I think studios know that. And they're going to be, you know, coming to the biting at the bits for him. So I'm going to go with Jake as far as just looking at the future projection of movie star, uh, you know, uh, aspects. And I think Jake has just a slight edge. I think Natalie's going to pull it back a little bit. Do you guys know that Jake Gyllenhaal is supposed to be the star of the Roadhouse remake? I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember reading that. There you go. There's, again, the perfect example. He's, he's going to have some fun. To the, the funness of it. All. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, so so just by a hair, I think we're going with Jake Gyllenhaal here. I'm but switching no to Jake. No disrespect to Natalie Portman. Let's go. Give him, give him the flesh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Channing Tatum versus Oscar Isaac. A uh, couple of different man crushes, I guess, here. 
<laughs> but Elliot, are you going to go with Channing, who you did not vote for last time? I didn't. Yeah. Or I mean, Oscar Isaac. On this one, right? Um, I when you uh, when you went through that rundown of future projects of Oscar, that is something to compete with. And unfortunately, compared to um, you know Channing. Going back to the well with uh, you know Magic Mike franchise mm-hmm. versus Oscar is getting IP their IP and just because he was in a Marvel show doesn't mean we're not going to see him back in that you know Moon Knight costume and probably up with will the Avengers. So future again, I'm going with Oscar because the future is looking bright and he's out of all the three actors with Star Wars, he seems to be the most open to maybe coming back to playing Poe Dameron. So True. again, future prospects, I think Oscar Isaac is that that movie star. He really is, yeah. Oscar, you're going with Oscar too. Yeah. If Channing had Gambit. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a different talk. <laughs> if he had, yeah, only if. Only if, if. he had Gambit. Yeah. How long ago was Gambit? Damn, poor guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do think Channing is a big box office draw, but he's not so big of a box office draw that I feel like Oscar is not, like, out of his league or whatever. Because Oscar could probably mm-hmm. sell a movie as well. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Oscar Isaac in that matchup. Uh, let's go to the next one, though, that is... Tom Hardy versus Michael Fassbender, a couple of enigmatic Europeans who can act the socks off of a scene. Elliot, are you going to go with Venom or are you going to go with Young Magneto? (laughs) I'm going to go with Tom Hardy because he, to me, has sold more box office tickets than Michael Fassbender. Mm Because, again, Venom doesn't make almost a billion dollars because... Michael Fassbender's playing Venom. It's because it's Tom Hardy. Crazy. Bane. Um, and also, the man does j- j- uh, karate. He's been showing that he's, uh, he's <laughs> actually can beat jiu-jitsu. Yeah, he can kick some ass outside of acting. So I'm going to go with Mr. Tom Hardy because I don't want him to beat me up. <laughs> Are you too? Tom Hardy. Tom yeah, Hardy. I mean, maybe if Fassbender had been doing some, something other than racing cars for the past five years. But I'm going to go with Tom Hardy in this moment in 2022. Okay, Ryan Reynolds versus Reese Witherspoon. I think Reese kind of narrowly made it here, but just given that she's not as active as Ryan Reynolds is, I- I'd be surprised if either of you go with go with her even over Ryan, even though I think I prefer her on screen to Ryan. Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a solid matchup right here. They, they actually remind yeah. me a lot of each other because of the type of roles that they take, because mm-hmm. they know the character they are to people. Like, Reese is on TikTok. Like, that's... Yeah, they're, they're both... Yeah. She's produced the yeah, most yeah. of her... You they're know what I mean? They're really good on social media. They're both entrepreneurial in their that. endeavors as actors. Yeah. Yep. That's why I think it's a really good matchup to have these two. But I think uh, just because he's been in more movies recently, I'm going to edge it out to Ryan Reynolds. And then once, you know, next year, whenever she comes out with the Legally Blonde movie, she's going to embarrass what I, who I just voted for. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You too, Elliot? Yeah, if this was a battle of rom coms, and I would love to see actually, I would love to see them in a rom com ah. and bring uh, you know Ooh. bring that age appropriate. Yeah, that would be great for them. But I'm yeah, I'm going Rhino Ryan because he is he's the superstar right now. Have they been in a rom com together? That, I can't she think in of just one friends, there. right? Think, that wasn't yeah. her. No, 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 no. They they feel like they should have been in one. Oh, is that hey Hollywood? Yeah, call me. <laughs> All right, Charlie's Theron versus Bradley Cooper. Uh, speaking of people who would be cool to see Ooh. on screen with each other, Elliot, are you going to go with Charlize or go with Bradley? Man. Um, goodness gracious. Uh, I'm going to go with Charlize again, man, because when Art brought up Furiosa, the fact that her performance in the, like 
encouraged and, and inspired George Miller to make a spinoff with her, I think speaks volumes. But Bradley, again, he's uh, prestigious. But again, action blockbuster. We mm-hmm. haven't seen Bradley do that. You know, you mentioned Chris Pratt earlier with that kind of Indiana Jones vibe, and maybe that was something he could have did five or seven years ago. But I'm thinking of blockbuster, and I think Charlize has more of a clout in that kind of draw to, mm-hmm. the, to the audience. Going to be in the Fast franchise? Going to be in the Old Guard franchise? Again. More yeah. Atomic Blonde movies? Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange? Oof. Art, is that enough to convince you? Charlize over Bradley? It should be, but... You remember when Bradley Cooper was in that like actors talk thing when he was like 19 years old and he asked the question inside the actor studio. In, yeah, and he was just this innocent little guy just trying to figure out how to make it into acting. He did. And he's <laughs> directing, and he's a filmmaker, and he's he's got Oscar-nominated Best Picture movies. Like he made it, you know. But then the way Elliot just broke down. Charlize, it's like she's also like everything you would want when you're hiring an actor. So it's it's a much better matchup than I thought. I really could go yeah. any way. I'm 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 gonna uh, I'm gonna pick Charlize. Ooh, I'm gonna pick Bradley. Zach, go. Wait, what? <laughs> Zach, go. Uh, what? I don't I don't know, man. Because that's a. <laughs> It, it's a great point that Elliot makes that the genre that seems to dominate the box office, the, the action blockbuster, is a genre that Bradley Cooper has been mostly uninterested in. Yeah. And he's managed to be in big movies that have not necessarily been quite so actiony, and he's found a way to like sneak into the Marvel Universe without physically being in the Marvel Universe. What an yeah. easy paycheck. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of want to go Bradley, but it's, but I don't feel great about it. Art, here's, I don't, here's my thing with Bradley. Yeah. The thing with Bradley is, like, uh, you had just mentioned, they're not IP and they're making American Sniper numbers? Mm-hmm. Is making a Star is Born number? Now, mind you, that is a remake, but it's just like these things that you would not think in a world that's clashing against all of these big superhero properties that he can make that much money on those types of projects. Uh, and he's able to. Uh, I don't do know how much... Thing, Char- Artem, or, uh, Zach, Go for again, it. IP uh, and what studios are running to. She, he just mentioned the old guard. She has yeah. that own franchise like no one before marvel brought her in and dr strange it was like why isn't she in these marvel dc films and she ended up making her own branch with the with the netflix deal right and then she's still working on fast and furious and she's now entering marvel i think studios again if we're looking to start if we're starting a, a blockbuster film today i think people are gonna run towards Charlize more than they do Bradley. They might have Bradley be an executive producer or maybe yeah. even directing it now, but mm-hmm. I think as far as starring marquee name on the uh, the box office, I think it's Charlize. Zach, I voted for Bradley. Here's another reason why you should get Charlize. Charlize has been chosen by all of these studios <laughs> and they still continue to pick her yeah. because she's going to do something different in each blockbuster. That's also crazy yep. to think. Yep. She's not Ryan Reynolds in it where it's yeah. like, all right, I'm going to do the same shtick yep. again. She's exactly. different in every role. I don't know why I'm arguing for Charlize for you, but (laughs) just another point. (sighs) All right. All right, let's go with Charlize here. I mean, she is an absolutely phenomenal actress. I have no problem with that. That Bernstein movie's going to come out and it's going to blow us away. (laughs) 
All right, let's go to a re- reunion of Catch Me If You Can actors. Shout out to Art for reminding me of that. Leonardo DiCaprio versus Amy Adams. They were at very different points in their careers then. Very. Definitely more on a level playing field now. Elliot, who would you choose between Leo and Amy? Love Amy Adams, but I'm going on Leo. Leo's the, the guy on this one, man. Not only does he uh, have the talent to back it up, but he also has the box office receipts. Just Titanic alone. <laughs> Art, where are you going? Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. I think if this was maybe like six years ago, coming off of movies like Arrival and stuff like that, when she's yeah, on a real he'd be coming run. off a of wolf. <laughs> yeah, he'd be coming off of Wolf, and it'd be tough. It'd be Run tougher. It. <laughs> it'd be tougher. But right now, yeah, I think I think I'm going Leonardo DiCaprio too. All right, our last first round matchup. This is a pretty interesting one. Mahershala Ali versus Christian Bale. A couple of Ooh. actors, a couple Ooh. real actors there, real talents, but guys who have been in some big movies and can command the screen. Uh, Mahershala maybe a little more on the rise, Bale a little bit more on the tail, at least for now. Art, where are you going to go between Mahershala and Christian Bale? Um, just he's had the lead up, Bale. Mahershala will be at Bale status. I believe he should be at it now. Mm-hmm. He should be at it now. It has to be Bale just because he's been given the opportunity to have the fighter to be able to lead uh, American Hustle Big Short. Like he's worked with all of the biggest directors practically yeah. at this point. Um, and Mahershala deserves to work with all those directors as well. It's just it's just taking time to get there. Yeah, Mahershala will one day definitely meet up with him, if not surpass him. But for this point in time, mm. Christian Bale has achieved everything he needed to and more. Yeah, Christian Bale is a is a child actor turned adult star. He's been in the game a long, long time, and we've seen Mahershala really is a, a late bloomer and and came to prominence now, almost fifty years old. But gonna gonna soon He's enter the Marvel though. fray. Yeah. Mm. Elliot, are you going to go with Mahershala or are you going to go with Christian? Listen, for my sports fans out there, here's my two analogies. This is a Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes conversation <laughs> or uh, LeBron James versus Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Those guys, Tom Brady and, and uh, you know LeBron, they're the GOATs. Right. And they continue to be the GOATs. And then you have the Giannis and them coming up. I think Mahershala is that, that Giannis and that Patrick Mahomes, and I think that Christian Bale is the, the, the Tom Brady slash you know, LeBron. Yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, Christian on this one. Yeah, I Fantastic mean, Fantastic analogy. Tom Brady, LeBron still still can put him away. Still doing it. Still I mean, doing Tom Brady it, yeah. at least winning Super Bowls. <laughs> have. We'll see with LeBron. Have, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the round of eight. We're almost, almost at the finals. Uh, a couple more to go. So let's talk about Chris Evans versus Jake Gyllenhaal. I feel like in terms of acting talent we've seen a lot more from jake recently but chris is the one who is the bigger box office draw elliot who do you go with between chris and jake Ooh, a couple yeah. 40 41 year olds i wonder if chris evans the further he's removed from captain america will he become the robert downing jr where it's just like He's great in the Marvel films, but does he sell outside of Marvel? Right. And we saw that with Lightyear. Even though it was animation, but Lightyear bombed at the mm-hmm. box office, if we're being honest. That's IP, uh, too. There was other accounts. There was reasons behind that, streaming and Pixar yeah. kind of setting the stage. But It wasn't Jake, Chris Evans alone that got that could sell a movie. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, man. Oh, my goodness. Thinking of the future. Mm-hmm. Who's going to... Oh, man. I'm, I got to go with... 
Damn it, I'm going with Chris. I gotta go with Chris because again, Ooh. I just I just think his career kind of okay. is, is showing with with the Captain America and and people went to go see Cap. He brought Captain America to the forefront. He mm-hmm. brought that. Yes, he did. B list. No one's buying Captain America comic books, but now they are because they think of Chris Evans. We think of Captain America, and that's longevity. People will always remember him for being Captain America. That will probably get him the next big blockbuster movie that he wants to be in, like The Gray Man. Okay, Art. Chris Evans, Jake Gyllenhaal, who is the best movie star? Do y'all remember Gifted? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Barely, but I remember it. Can he do something outside of Captain America? Knives Out was great. Don't get me wrong. Great on that ensemble. But, like, can he do stuff outside of it? Some of his Mm. best cameos are still connected to Captain America. I don't think he wants to be 60 years old making something else going like, ooh, you used to be America's ass. I don't know. I think that's why he dipped. That's why he left. He took his last dance. Jake Gyllenhaal, as much as I don't like this new thing, this new trajectory that he's going on, you guys are right. I don't know what he's going to do next. I'm scared. Yeah. I I want him to go do that classic acting, but he's about to take on probably some of the craziest stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got new things on the horizon. He has not been embodied. Like people see him and they think he's Donnie Darko. They think he's Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. and they think he's uh, Mysterio. Yeah. What else was uh, Chris? He's always just going to be Cap. I think mm-hmm. you brought up a great example, Elliot, with the Robert Downey stuff. Now that he's not Robert Downey, where'd they all go? Where was Doolittle? Look, I would always bank on Chris Evans, but if I'm thinking of the future, yeah, I'm gonna take that gamble with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I think I might be a little more inclined to go with Chris Evans had the gray man been better, but it's also like he decided to re-enter the blockbuster world, at least dip a toe in, and it's just kind of like a very bland, not exciting property, right? Um, and which means that it's kind of been like knives out and a run as Captain America for Chris Evans, and obviously that goes a long way. A shout out to Snowpiercer. I loved him in there. I'd love for him to take some more roles good. like that one. Yeah. But but Jake's the one who is consistently interesting and also unafraid to do some big movies too. Like yeah, he'll he'll be a Marvel villain for a movie and he'll make it fun for him too. Um, I that's a great point. I, I think Broke I'd go Back with Jake Mountain? Gyllenhaal. Yeah, like the yeah. movies that he has under his belt. Like yeah, yeah, Captain America's IP. But this is like he's making actual like impacts on culture that people remember. Yeah. And also, it seems like Chris Evans wants to take a step back from, yes. you know, the Marvel. He wants to be a director now. He wants to do more writing. He wants to do more yeah, in, in the theater realm. So, yeah, he's taking a step back. Start so, yeah, politics websites. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to the next matchup. It is Oscar Isaac versus Tom Hardy. Art, where are you going between these two? It's funny because I feel like they're both fantastic actors. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So you can't really do much in terms of separating them there. They mm-hmm. both have been in big movies. Damn you, Zach. Oscar Isaac. Mm. <clears throat> you got to understand Tom Hardy was first for me, though. And then Oscar <laughs> Oscar? Oscar? Buy a hair? I guess. I don't know. It, se- it seems to pain <laughs> you a lot to say it. Yo, I love Tom Hardy, bro. And I have reasons for Tom Hardy. I have reasons for Oscar. Yeah. I'm going Oscar. I'm going Oscar. Interesting. Agree? So that, that assures Oscar Isaac's win. 
which is a shame because I think I was going to go for Tom Hardy here because they're they're both excellent excellent yeah. actors yeah. and and Tom Hardy's like not afraid to do some some big big movies I mean I guess yeah. Oscar Isaac isn't either but I don't know. This is one of those ones. Like that's this is the beauty of the bracket. It gives you a matchup, and you think like, oh well, well Oscar is such a talented actor. It's going to be hard to find one to go up against him. And and then luck of the draw, he goes up against Tom Hardy. And And I'll uh, say this about Tom: I don't think Venom, even though I know it's one of the biggest besides Spider-Man. Obviously, um, I think that world Venom is huge. But I don't know if it almost makes a billion dollars if anyone else is playing Venom besides Tom Hardy. He's yeah. He wrote the story. He mm-hmm. does Venom's voice like he's mm-hmm. doing a lot more than just it's showing like up on set. That's like a baby. Yeah, this is this is a project. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah, so that's fair to it. Whereas Oscar, I just think Oscar is really game to things. You know, the John Boyega yeah, meme yeah. of you're not going to Disney plus me. He had no mm-hmm. problem dipping in there. Like yeah. Elliot said, mm-hmm. he's the only one who's willing to come back too. Yeah. That's also a plus for for Oscar. You know, so it's yeah. like it just depends which way you see it. That's why it's difficult. I'm standing Oscar right now. All right, we're going with. Ryan Reynolds and Charlize Theron in our matchup. Charlize, the only actress to make it to the final eight. We're we're being a little bit uh, a little bit chauvinist maybe here, but or, or maybe it's Hollywood. That's the problem. It's Hollywood. It's Hollywood. Yeah, it's Hollywood. Yeah. That's the problem. All right. Uh, between Ryan Reynolds and Charlize Theron, Elliot, which way are you gonna go? Ah oh, man, um, I'm gonna boil this down to likability and also social media presence um and not saying that people don't like charlie's but there is a little bit of controversy with kind of her some statements and her uh, adoption of kids that touch and rub people the wrong way (laughs) um where ryan reynolds i don't think he's ever had any controversy to my knowledge as far as like outside of acting out of his control you know type of thing as far as Likeable guy, mm-hmm. mint mobile commercials, selling alcohol on Instagram very frequently. And like, he's yeah. not one of those actors that just like has people just put like little pictures of him, but like he's actually actively on there having fun. And also, I'm Deadpool. I mean, come on, Deadpool 3. We're going to get more Deadpool and Disney and also Free Guy 2 and, and doing other projects. So, Charlize made it far and she is a, a mega star and, and the, the star is still rising. But I think Ryan is going to take the win for this one because I think, again, he is that guy right now. All right, Arturo, are you going to go with Ryan Reynolds or Charlize Theron? Uh, Ryan's dope. I agree. Everything. I just know what I'm going to get with him. She's still going to make as much money, and they're promising and banking on a lot of future things with her. We just got rid of all of the old Avengers, and she's coming in fresh. Uh, You know, she's still in the fast night. Like, they can't get rid of her. She literally just sits in a box. Terrible haircut. They can't get rid of it with a terrible vol cut. Uh, I'm going Charlize. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately where I would draw the difference between them is I feel like, you know, Charlize is a little bit more malleable. You can put her into different boxes, put her into different films. You can get a kind of gritty, hard role like she has in Mad Max Fury, uh, Fury Road. You can get something that's a little bit more elegant and and like balletic like she does in The Old Guard. I think she's got a variety even within the action blockbuster genre plus you get the acting chops you know that she's an oscar winner and whenever she wants to return to that kind of role you know it's going to be great like she was in tully i i think that to me just puts it over the edge yeah yeah she's got that cameo too 
Um, I think that puts Charlize over the edge for me, slightly over Ryan Reynolds. Ryan needs okay. to get out of that box. He's put himself in. That yeah. brand recognition on Instagram is mm-hmm. great, but it's also what's like he's afraid to get out of it because he always wants to be mm-hmm. that brand. But I love him and Blake. They're great. Yeah. What was yeah. that Sundance movie he did a few years ago where he was like talking to animals? Oh. You know, uh, with Anna Kendrick? Yeah. It was like really bloody? <laughs> yes. I know oh, what man, you're talking this is about. Bother me so much. I but, want him to take more risks like, like that. Yes. Or more roles like Buried, which I thought he was great in. Yeah, Stop, man bro. Show. Buried's one of my favorites. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, exactly. I, he I used to see him be do a more guy, stuff like that. He used to be a guy who would take more risks, and and I think we want to see that Ryan Reynolds return. The Voices mm-hmm. is the movie that I was talking about. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, our last round of eight matchup is between a couple heavyweights themselves in Leonardo DiCaprio and Christian Bale, both Oscar winners, both multiple Oscar nominees, both guys who have been in big movies and very well-received movies. Art, which one is the best movie star? Leonardo DiCaprio. All right. All right, I might make this difficult for Elliot because I'm a bit of a Christian Bale man. I think that dude is one of our better actors and a little more willing to to be in stuff than Leo is. We see him a little more frequently, slightly more frequently. Elliot, Mm -hmm. how about you? As you guys mentioned earlier, both kid actors, both Mm -hmm. prestigious, Mm award-winning actors, both have done big blockbusters to an extent. Again, Christian Bale has done the Batman. He's done the now gore. Uh, And Leo, I guess, you know, rumor has it that he was supposed to be Spider-Man back in the day before they obviously went with uh, Mm -hmm. Tobey Maguire. Tobey? Who is selling tickets? Who are, if again, if I'm a... Uh, mm. In a rural area, and I see a, a, a new Leo film versus a Christian Bell. I think Leo might actually have the slightest. He's the edge. IP. I think he can have he more. He doesn't need IP. Fun. He is the IP. Yeah, I think he plays more into a, a role like Wolf of Wall Street, most recently in Don't mm-hmm. Look Up. Christian Bell can get you know wacky. We saw in American can. Psycho yeah. and all that stuff. But I think Leo is the is that guy. I think he is that guy, and he he hasn't done the Marvel DC stuff, and he's still in that conversation as far as he sells tickets, and people are excited for his next film. So I'm going to go Leo slightly on this one. Okay, that is two votes for Leo and one for Christian Bale. That puts Leo as the last into our final four, which is Jake Gyllenhaal, Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Art. What actor that did not make it this far are Colin you the Farrell. most surprised to see? <laughs> Colin Farrell. I thought Colin Farrell this year alone. Yeah. <laughs> forget the five-year rule. I thought this year alone Colin Farrell showed up. Colin Farrell's a great actor. Um, I, I maybe maybe feel a little bit bad about not voting for him earlier, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Men, men acted his heart out in a phone booth. That's Colin Farrell, man. <laughs> Elliot, how about, what about you? you what's the actor? What's the actor that did not make it to the final four? You're really surprised got eliminated earlier. I am surprised that um, I'm still surprised Jason Momoa didn't make it further because <laughs> I still can't believe that 
Aquaman sold more tickets than a Wonder Woman solo film, than Batman versus a Superman film, uh, and a Justice League film. Not saying it was just Jason alone, but he does have that under his belt that an Aquaman film made a billion dollars at the box office. Aquaman was didn't make it far. Aquaman was basically a punchline until they cast Jason Momoa. And maybe oh, still man. a little bit, but at least one that yeah. makes a lot of money at the box office. Yeah. 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 Hey, you convinced me to watch C. I'll say that. I'm starting to get oh, immediate. Bro. <laughs> I've had C it there. I was like, I got, on it, man. Yeah, I've got, two, I have, I've got two seasons behind, but I'm, I'm going to get into it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. All right. Let's start that final four. Let's go with Jake Gyllenhaal versus Oscar Isaac, a couple of faves. People love these guys, but who do you love more? Let's start with Elliot. Oh, my gosh. Why me first? Um, (laughs) Oscar Isaac wins this one for me because I believe he is, again, I'm thinking about the future projects, and we talked about Jake's having fun now, getting in those Mm -hmm. blockbuster roles, but I think Oscar and the trajectory of Moon Knight uh, Metal Gear, and again, just the possibility of him still coming back to Star Wars. Just and and again, he is in. Even if he doesn't come back, he has three films that people. And I think out of that trilogy, he came out pretty, you know, untouched compared to some of the other people that were, um, you know, had bad experiences. Yes. Daily Ridley, John Boyga, not coming back. So mm-hmm. I think just the fact that he can come back opens the door for even more box office seats. So I think Oscar. Slightly has the win for me with uh, just the future of Marvel alone. Awesome. All right, how about you, Oscar or Jake? As a producer, I like that Oscar's willing to roll with the punches and he's always going to yeah. do something. But when he takes a risk, it's sometimes Moon Knight. When Jake takes a risk, it's Ambulance. It's Nightcrawler. <laughs> it's Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah. Very iconic actor. I am going with Jake Gyllenhaal. No love for A Most Violent Year? Oh, I love A Most Violent Year. Mm. I omitted it because I was voting for Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) (laughs) No love for Ex Machina? Stop. (laughs) Make your vote. Make your vote, Zach. It's tough because at this point, it's like hard to ignore your biases. Mm. And... I think I'm going to do my best to try and ignore my bias and go with inside Lewin Davis star Oscar Isaac. <laughs> I, I, I think there's just a little more, more box office potential there with him right now, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, okay. it's really tough. I love both these actors. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to regret this very, very soon, but <laughs> it's I'll a go great with Oscar matchup, Isaac. Bro. I really, it's a, really yeah, it's a great matchup. matchup. Yeah. Yeah. All right, our other great matchup is Charlize Theron versus Leonardo DiCaprio. Both 47 years old, but which one is your favorite? Really? Wow. Arturo. That's crazy. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Didn't, don't, need, no, don't need much deliberation there. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot, is it as easy of a choice for you? It slightly, but again, I go back to the fact that Leo has never been in Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and the fact mm. that he's in the conversation, uh, that he doesn't need any of that clout to sell tickets or sell movies, and he could still be our tour and work with Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese, work with you know Steven Spielberg, and work with yes, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it's it's Leo. Yeah, 
uh, gonna go with Leo there too. He is a League of Movie star that is yeah. is very rare. So does that yeah. mean he's the, our winner here? Does Leo take the prize over Oscar Isaac? Would you go that way? Yeah, Art? bro. I, Leo I is feel his like, yeah. own IP. Leo is yeah. the guy who, if we're only saying he's missing the Marvel movie, it's not because he couldn't take it. It's because he mm-hmm. hasn't decided to. And I would much mm-hmm. rather that than Mysterio. Look, I, I like I like him because Jake Mysterio right. in the worst out of the yeah. three Spider-Man movies, in my opinion, from recent years. Same, same. He just went up against Christian Bale. Christian, really? That Thor's yeah. the one you did it for? If this man were to ever, Leonardo DiCaprio, ever enter the MCU, we wouldn't it's even be over. having this conversation for a over. lot of it. You know, it's game over. Mm-hmm. It's game over. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Yeah. Elliot, you seem to agree. Yeah, Oscar. And this this speaks to that run that he's on right now, man. He has been doing his thing, and he has a lot more less left in the gas tank. But Leo has just been doing it longer and consistently. And, mm-hmm. again, he hasn't touched any of those IPs. And whoever, like I said, whoever gets him to get in, and I think, honestly, if I'm being honest with you all, even though they're going through a debacle of management, I think DC would be the first one to pick a Leo. Oh, I think he would rather do goodness. a DC Can project than a Marvel imagine? project. you imagine? They got Joaquin, right? They got Exactly. Right. So, that was, that's what I was just about to go. If they do some type of another solo, a Batman villain or something like that, I can see Leo want to see him attached to a DC project before yes, a Marvel sir. project. So yeah, yeah, to answer yes, Leo's the guy. Yeah. He's the, he's our he's the, he's the most. <laughs> we've the been talking stars. we've been talking about trying to make this list as sort of like a bit of a slice in time, like a bit of a moment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's a very 2022 pick to have Oscar Isaac get to the finals because he really is yeah. kind of like a very zeitgeisty pick. He's everybody's crush right now and a great actor yeah. to boot. But even though I feel like Leo is maybe not the star he once was, he's still the star. He's he's a he's gigantic draw. Whenever he does a yeah. movie, it is an event. And it's just hard to ignore, as you guys mentioned. Like, he doesn't need to be boosted up. He is the boost himself. He gets the budgets for these filmmakers to do whatever they want and make the kinds of movies they dreamed of because he's agreed to do them. So... Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe a little anticlimactic, but Leonardo DiCaprio is, I think, the best movie star in their 40s right now. Legacy, too. When you talk Legacy, to yeah. any of the young young people coming up, they tell you, uh, Timothy, right? We would say Chalamet mm-hmm. is a big draw right now, and he says, mm-hmm. I'm choosing my projects because I talked to Leo. He didn't even say I talked yeah, to Leo. Right. Leo talked to me, and he told me, mm-hmm. do this. Austin Butler coming off of Elvis. He said, mm-hmm. Leo talked to me, and he said, you don't have to go into these big properties you can invest mm-hmm. in yourself he's practically giving all these kids advice he is up there yeah. with like a tom cruise a denzel washington where they're not just yeah. impacting their own careers they are impacting the trajectory of other Generation. people's careers as well yeah and people forget to leo almost got boxed into a heartthrob actor he was mm-hmm. that the, the, yes, he the cutie the heartthrob guy him you know johnny depp during the 90s and he managed to break out of that mold after you know and become the artur elite actor that he is so that that speaks to himself that he wasn't able to just uh to lock himself into something he became who he is today mm-hmm. by taking those right moves and making those right decisions and not relying on marvel dc star wars so that speaks a lot as well totally we had a matchup in the first round of joaquin phoenix versus leonardo dicaprio and mm. talked about how that could have been the finals right there do yeah. you 
take Joaquin Phoenix over Charlize, Oscar, Jake Gyllenhaal? How, how many of those three would you have Joaquin Phoenix over, Arturo? Mm, they, would, they would be good matchups, but I think he, Joaquin can outact any of them. Because the, the mm-hmm. thing with the one thing that I had Joaquin over on Leo is that Leo still wants to be Leo, where Joaquin mm-hmm. will embarrass himself. He will do stuff that you would not be able to ask Leo to do, if that makes sense, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but I still think the other three are bigger box office draws. That's a good point. So I don't know if I would have picked mm. them over, but what about you guys? Better than Jake? Better than Charlize? Consistency is the word that comes to mind with me, and I know Joaquin had a moment in his career where he actually was kind of down and out, you know, drugs and mm-hmm. alcohol, and was out of the game yeah. for a while, had to kind of rehabilitate his uh, career. But all those other names, they have been consistent throughout their career and never has good had point. those kind of outside movies type of controversy. So I think Joaquin, again, all the talent in the world, but I think just for his time out of the game and kind of behind the scenes, kind of uh, kept him out of that conversation compared to those other actors. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I, I maybe would have him above Oscar and Jake, but but only slightly. Uh, definitely not over Charlize and Leo. Yeah, it's a it's a tough bracket. A lot of tough choices. Maybe yeah. you disagree with the choices we made. You can let us know in the comments below or by shooting us an email to intercutpod at gmail.com. We'll also be posting this bracket to social media, so feel free to download it and send us your results. Who won in your version of the best movie stars in their 40s bracket? I'm very curious to see uh, what other people's answers are because, as we mentioned, we did this as a practice with our intercutie group and and they came up with completely different answers than we did they had tony collette win this whole thing that was a fun one uh but i i'm liking what we did too i think we i think we chose well i think we chose appropriately all right but that's about all for this edition of intercut you can catch more from me zach shevich by following me on twitter instagram or letterboxd at z shevich that's z s-h-e-v is in vikander i-c-h and check out my youtube or tiktok channels at multiplex show elliot where can yeah, people man. find more from you? Listen, Zach and Art, it is always an honor and a privilege to be uh, talking to you all, whether it's streaming or actors. <laughs> and hopefully, uh, again, I'm putting my name out there. Guys, I love horror. So when, when yeah. we get the spooky season, man, I we would love do to that. talk some horror with you guys. But it's always uh, just great uh, talking to you all. But as far as where you all, where you all can find me, YouTube at Movie Files, uh, Instagram at Movie Files, doing the TikTok fun little ranking yeah. movie videos there, uh, Letterbox, and all those sites. But again, Art and Zach, it's uh, a always great man thank you guys for having me on definitely yeah always a pleasure to bring you back elliot art where can people find more from you you can find me over at lme explained that's l as in leonardo dicaprio on twitter on letterbox on youtube we're every week here on the intercut podcast you can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcatcher is. I like Overcast. And then make sure you subscribe not just to the audio feed, but to the video feed as well on YouTube.com slash IntercutPod, where you can catch our bright, smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of the Intercut Weekend Must Watch streaming every Monday. And then we got these supplemental episodes coming out as well. Please leave us a comment, like the video, and consider heading over to iTunes to give us that much-requested five-star review. And also, shout out to our listeners in Kenya for putting us on the TV and film podcast charts out there. Like our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Support our Patreon. Check out our Discord. All of them are at Intercut Pod to get updates throughout the week from Art, from Elliot, from me, from all the guests that we feature here on Intercut. 
thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, 40 is the new 30. <laughs>